Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are ripping the lid off on a Saturday here, and uh, we're just jumping right in because I'm excited to bring on somebody. I've had a lot going on. This may even come into the show today for anybody following all the Facebook activity and all the social media this weekend. Uh, this may actually come out in our conversation today about the power of speaking up, speaking out. It doesn't just affect business, uh, which is a hint of what we're talking about today. Public relations, your PR, your public image, this is all tied together. Uh, but let me give you a quick background on our new guest co-host today. So she's uh, coming in from a, a snowy area, which I wish I had the snow because I'm a skier. Uh, but she's an award-winning communications professional. I, I like to say that I'm a communications professional, but no one's given me an award yet. So, uh, but she teaches and mentors authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs on how to build a platform and attract major media and publishing contracts. She's also the publisher of Speakers Magazine and co-founder of Digital Business Acceleration. She's got all the mags. We're streaming this live on Facebook right now, too. Uh, but she's done a lot, people. She's got connected with CNN, TBN, The Word Network, Radio One, Oprah Magazine, and so much more. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. She might be considered a PR guru. I can actually agree with this because I've already brought on another recent guest co-host that she brought to me. So without further ado, Pam Perry, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thank What's you. up? Thanks for having me. I just love you. Listen, I was bragging about you so much. And I was like, Scott says, Scott says, talk to my <laughs> husband. And my husband's like, who's Scott again? Well, she's like, probably like, I don't really... What's you going on with this fanning, guy? You're fanning too much on this Scott guy. Like, who is Scott? Just let him know I'm happily married. You know, it's cool. It's cool. He's got nothing to worry about. Right, right, right. But it's just like, he's so cool. We have so much fun. I said, we got to watch this movie. He gave me a list of movies we got to watch on Netflix. I said, he's a, he's, Scott is. Now remember, uh, not just fire. Netflix. Because remember, our movie is not on Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Amazon Prime. Shout right. out to the Fata Prime. Documentary fans. So. You told me about sickbiz.com and all this. I wrote all this thing Oh, down. Fitness Confidential, the podcast from Vinny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I forgot. We did go through a big list. Yes. Oh, I'll, yeah. I wrote them all down. So we've been watching. He's like, now, who is Scott again? It's like, you got to know. He's, I, he's like, I tell people all the time, like, it's funny because you and I understand public relations in different ways. It, it, it's all tied to marketing and sales and brand building and public speaking. These are all tied together. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, some of the most powerful free marketing and PR is exactly what you and I are doing right now. Word of mouth. <laughs> Word of mouth. You know, Word you don't have to mouth. pay for it. And it's pure. It's real. Like I talk about fad documentary. Yes, I worked on the project, but I didn't really get, I don't get paid to keep talking about it. I'm just proud of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and you know, and people like Vinny Tortorich and, and his podcast, you know, Fitness Confidence, we just talked about. Yeah, like plug, plug, plug. There you go. But yeah, he's a client, but I don't get paid to talk about him on my own show. I just... I appreciate his professionalism. I love what he stands for. Um, you and I were just talking before the show today. Talk about whew, crazy stuff going on. I mean, unfortunately, I'm going to bring it up here. I mean, domestic violence, domestic abuse. Unfortunately, I am literally just dove headfirst into a project to help a friend and a colleague mm -hmm. who also helps other people grow their brands online and do marketing and do uh, and actually things that help impact PR. She's not a pub, you know, public relations professional like you, but the things she does with websites and you know, being able to download a, a free PDF of a site, all this technology, 
she's the woman behind the scenes helping other people. And I found out recently since launching a GoFundMe for her yesterday, because unfortunately she is living in a situation of domestic violence and domestic abuse. Um, I was like, you know, hey, it's time for us to step up and bring some public relations style exposure to your situation and help you get out there. And I'm sure this is definitely nothing you normally bring up with your clients. Uh, but doesn't this all relate when it comes yeah. to public relations? It does. Because one of the things that you did is that you, she's telling the story, story is true, story is authentic. People bought the story and are helping her get out of the situation. Yeah. And that's really the whole point. You're telling the story, stories sell, you know, and well, not that she was, the, the thing about when domestic violence situations is the abuser traps that person and makes them think that they can't leave or they they squeeze them out so much that they don't have the funds to leave for women. They don't have the funds to leave. Yes. So technology, I love it. People people my age, baby boomers and above, oh, I like this too much. No, technology works. GoFundMe was created so that people can have another way to go fund something that they couldn't normally get. Yeah, let's, let's pause on that, right? Like, oh my God. I'm a geek that. about crowdfunding, obviously. So, so <laughs> 10 years ago, we couldn't do that. Oh, it's like, No, what? I know, right? And You'd have to call everybody on the phone and say, can you send me some money in the mail? I mean, you know. like. Well, that, that's how I started getting into it because friends of mine were like, oh, man, I want to help this kid. Like, I, I helped do a, co a GoFundMe over a year ago with a kid for um, – I know what it was. It was for uh, a kid with living with cerebral palsy. And mm -hmm. I'm a huge cyclist. A buddy of mine from the biking community is like, hey, this kid locally, I found out – He's like in his 20s. He was this kid who grew up and was traumatized in Russia. And a woman here uh, saved him, brought him over here, adopted him. And now he's like 26, 27, trying to finish his first college degree at Penn State University. But I found out that this kid, you know, walking around with, with the, the, the adapted crutches uh, for his cerebral palsy, is also on the board of like five other local nonprofit organizations at 26 years old because he cares so much about giving back. And he's like, I, I, I went over to fix this kid's mom's like railings in the house. And that's how I met him. And then I, we started talking about biking. And he was like, oh, man, I always wanted to ride a bike, but I can't. He, the kid never been on a bike. Uh, and I was, and so my buddy's like, dude, uh, so what, what do you think I could do on this? Like, so if I just post it on Facebook and then people could just mail me checks. Right. And I'm like, uh, no, yeah, no, uh, we need to tell a story. I was like, we need to go live. We need to make it real. I mean, he and I ended up doing joint Facebook lives. We did a podcast about it. And then I, I launched the GoFundMe and I was like, listen, let me do my jam here. This is what I, this is what I do. All right, I got the tech. I got the GoFundMe. You've got the story. You know this kid. And then eventually, we actually brought the kid to a Starbucks and we did the live podcast with the kid and him to help show the realism behind the campaign. Like, hey, he's real. This is yes. who we're helping. Uh, and then since then, we went. We, we raised way more money than my buddy needed. So he now has his own uh, uh, hand bike. Um, so. He does have enough dexterity to actually move the bike with his hands. Right. So, uh, but his issue was with the legs. So, yeah. So now he's been on a bike. He has a bike. My buddy Brian, shout out to Strausser Project. That's the guy. He 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 holds the bike for him. He'll go over there with his pickup truck and take him out when the weather's nice and go for rides. And wow. and, and he's got bike bike helmets and bike jerseys. We we got him all the gear, and it was a great fun project. And yeah. We literally raised the money more. My buddy was like, within 24 hours, we'd already exceeded the goal. Mm -hmm. That's that's the power of a mm -hmm. great story. Yeah. Uh, the, the, using technology for good, 
Yes. And this is why this is why I love it. I was like, so it's been over a year since I've had to run a GoFundMe. And granted, I wish I was doing it for something more uplifting like that. Right, right. But it is. It's, it's going to get her out of the situation. Yeah. It'll get her out of the situation very, very. And she also then, people who go through domestic violence, they, it's, it's not, it, it's a domestic situation where it's mental as well. Mm. So now she'll feel like people care. Well, that's and her situation. Gonna, it's it's all mental, to, verbal, and, and emotional. Yeah. yeah, it's going to help her realize there's good in the world. People do really love her, care about her, and and they're not crazy and sick like the person she's with, yeah. right? There's there's some there's good, there's light that's pulling her out of that situation. So that's really like the main thing, more so than the money mm-hmm. that people care. And well, that and they, that's that's love, part of it. And she's she's realistic too. Like we we only set the goal at seventy three hundred dollars because I asked her. I was like, listen, if I was like, we're gonna make you do this because you you haven't done it yet. You need to leave, uh, for your safety. And her name is Debbie, and 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 Debbie did what I asked. She wrote up a. I said, I need you to write in your words the story. Mm-hmm. I can't tell your story without your words. I was like, I'll turn the GoFundMe on. I'll set it all up. I'll load your words in there, get a photo up. I'll do a graphic. I got all that. I need your story, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, that's that's what you and I help people do. It's like there's a story to be told and shared, mm-hmm. and there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And mm-hmm. now, granted, I years ago, I didn't have a clue about any of this stuff. Now I've become very passionate about it, and obviously people like you as well. It's like, you know what? I actually gotten pretty good at promoting people's stories, you know, a little bit of little, little personal branding, right? Isn't that what you got good at? <laughs> if, if, they're, if they're authentic and that's if the reason why it's so strong, we're passionate about it. They're passionate about it. Then it's a win. Yeah. It's now, a win. now is that, that's interesting. I, I love your keyword here. Authentic. Um, so is that, did that become like a minimum threshold requirement when you started working with people? Cause you realize like, mm, that's not, you're not very real. You're not oh, really yeah. authentic. You're, you're doing this all for fluff and money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're going about the wrong way. Yeah. It, I can tell when people are doing it just for the Facebook likes, they're doing it just for the gram mm-hmm. and it's not authentic. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? It's if the gram weren't there, if the Facebook likes weren't there, will you still be sharing the story? No. Ooh. It's like, okay. Very nice. so, or even like someone who writes a book. So it's like, I have a book. I want to tell my story. I want to tell my story. I said, well, you know, we could actually tell your story in a blog post or, sure. a, or a book. But the book obviously has a spine, but it may not sell. Maybe you'll sell 200 books, mm-hmm. but your blog post will reach 5,000. What do you want to do? If they tell me I'd rather do a book than a blog post, then I know they're doing it for the fame because they want their name on the spine well let's be real uh i'm still finishing my first book and i'm not trust me if i was doing it for the sales i probably would have had it done a year ago (laughs) right (laughs) and 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 i'm in a i'm in a couple mastermind groups for that and to help guide me and i i finally uh picked my editor and she was happy to work with me because i've had her on the podcast a long time ago and and she stands for something powerful. Her her brand is called Sick Biz because she's right. somebody who lives with chronic, you know, a chronic okay. illness. Mm-hmm. And and Hillary, shout out to Hillary. She's just like I, I I when I started thinking of editors, and I've had other editors and ghost writers on this show and everything else, and authors, and I was like, everybody's like, oh, I could recommend this one and that one, and I was like, nah, I loved Hillary's story. 
She's out there helping her brand SickBiz. She's helping other people who live with chronic illnesses realize that you too can become an author, become a speaker, start an online business from home, even if you are living with an unfortunate chronic illness and disease. And mm -hmm. I say, yeah, that's somebody I want to align with. That's somebody I want working on my book because I know she stands for something more than just the money. Mm -hmm. I yeah. love that. I wrote that down. That was the first thing I wrote down. I was like, I've never heard that. Right? But it's It's something that you know that She's doing it not for the money, but it's the passion of that. Yeah. It's the authenticity of that. And yeah. that is really the main key. So anyone who comes to me with author, speaker, it's like, I want to motivate people. Okay, well, that's fine. I want to inspire. Why? Why? Is it because you want to have the accolades? You want the fame? Or you really want to change lives? And I can tell the difference. I can. It's just, I can tell. I'm a perceiver, so I can really tell why. Mm -hmm. So when I ask someone, would you rather have a book or a blog post if you just want to tell the story? If they say, well, I, you know, I could have it in a, you could do a video mm -hmm. um, and just tell your story or you want to have a book. And it's a difference because with the book becomes that the a whole machine, your name is on the spine, you do a book tour, whatever, whatever. But if they're all caught up in the promotion of it and not right. the story of it, I could tell that. And See, like, you, you and I are vibing right now because when I come across people that could potentially become clients or just, you know, I'm going to might give a little tips here and there or whatever. I'm looking for that long game mindset. If you're going for the short game mindset, you're, you're in it for the wrong reasons, right? Exactly like you're saying, because what you just said, you, you promoted, Hey, let's, let's really make sure you're getting a volume of your words out there that is going to give back to people. So mm -hmm. every guru in the book world that I've talked to says, yeah, don't ever plan on getting rich off of a book. Uh, which is true. Now, some people, you end up becoming a multi-author, publish over and over again. You build a great branding. You can become very successful off of books, but it's few and far between. It's like I spent 11 years working with a ski race team. I was always telling parents here in the Northeast Pennsylvania, I'm like, if you think your kid is getting on the U.S. ski team, I need to bring you back down to some reality here, <laughs> okay? Like, let's, let's really make sure your your kids having fun and mm -hmm. they are becoming a great skier and yeah maybe they can get a college scholarship or maybe they're that rare diamond in the rough that just boom explodes and they become that good it's hard to say i'm just trying to be realistic and again are we playing the long game are you putting your kid first or is this you hoping that your, your, your last name becomes an olympic uh, uh title right <laughs> Like a dance mom. Oh, 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 there's some similarities there, huh? I don't know the dancing world very well. Yeah, the dance moms. Dance moms are like, I got my kid in these, these recitals and this kind of thing because it's like I'm living my dream through my kid. And they're they're mm. terrorizing their children, their daughters, because they are they want their children to win all these awards so that the mom can feel a certain way. Is that like cheer moms? Yeah, Similar exactly. to dancing? Okay. Because yeah, I know yeah. that crosses over. I do know that. Like my 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 wife's niece, so I guess that's my niece. Um, uh, she's in everything. Like her mom's got her dancing and now cheering and uh, I don't know riding horses. Like she's got she's doing. She's got a great childhood right now. I think well, she's I think she's four or five. It. Okay, as long as the kid is enjoying it and not like stressing out about it. Okay. No. Long yeah. As, okay. Yeah. And and, and uh, real quick on that, I, I had an athlete many many years ago skiing. We. We were all brokenhearted about her because her father had pushed her so hard uh, that she no longer had fun skiing. Because we would finish working with her from you know seven eight o'clock in the morning on the ski hill until we always you go know, release the kids by two p.m. 
And then I'd see the father back out there on the mountain acting like he's the coach and putting her through a gauntlet of other stuff on on his own free skiing. I'm like, dude, your your kid just went through a whole program all day long. Like, what are you doing? You're gonna burn your kid out. And so is this is this is this really for your kid or is this for you? Right, right. Trying to make her like a little miniature uh, Tiger Woods on skis, I guess, or something. I don't know. So she quit skiing. See, went with a completely different sport. Lost the passion. I mean, she still skis, but. Right, but she was an amazing athlete. I mean, she could have gotten a college full full ride college. I mean, she was that good. She could have easily gotten a college scholarship for this. Gone to school up in like Vermont or New Hampshire or maybe out in Colorado or something like that. But she just, it was, it was, it's annoying. So right, it goes back to, what are you trying to get out of your brand, right? So whether it's kids or adults, it's like, Mm -hmm. are you playing the long game? Are you really trying to leave behind? And and usually, and this will come up at the end of the show for you, but it's like. What the heck kind of legacy are you trying to build? Is it all about the dollars? Because it's that, that's the raw, that's not a legacy message, man. No. And it, it's so many times in PR, image making, uh, building, uh, I feel like sometimes I create Frankensteins. Okay. Mm. So, so hype. Good Frankenstein? <laughs> or, no, a bad Frankenstein. Okay. Like, okay. People, people then believe their own hype. Mm. And, you know, they always say, you know, people who are in PR, they basically, you know, they're, they're doing smoke and mirrors or whatever. No, we're just putting the best message forward, we're putting the best foot forward. So it's not always like the, it's perception, perception is reality. But if you, if you are the person who is believing all the things that I'm creating for you and you think there's no wrong part of it or no, there's, there's, there's some backroom stuff sure. that obviously we're not showing to the public. But you think it's all the front room stuff and that's all you're believing, that's the Frankenstein because now you're thinking like, okay, this was not always true. Hmm. You I did not wake up looking like this. Okay. So <laughs> took this, a little took, takes a little work, you know. Well, takes I, a little I, work. Wait, what, what a girl a friend a friend of mine the other day, she's like, Well, actually it was Hillary. We were uh she she had me on her show. I was traveling at a hotel and and but she doesn't do video. And I keep telling her, I'm like, girl. The podcast world is changing. I've been doing video since episode 50. I mean, I'm over 300, approaching 350 show, plus shows now. It's it's going to turn. You know, yes. the YouTube world is big. Right now, you and I are streaming live on Facebook. This exact video will be saved and then trans, transcribed and put over into the YouTube world as well when the show goes live. Mm-hmm. We're building a brand. We're on multiple platforms, okay? I'm playing the long game. I'm trying to help you and your brand look good. Like, even though we're just hanging out, rapping on the mics, right? But uh, she, she made the joke. She's like, oh, well, I don't I don't always want to put my face on. No, <laughs> I was like, then I thought of that movie, uh, what was it, Face Off? Oh, it was, it was, I don't know if you remember that movie. It was um, oh, two major actor guys were in it. Anyway, the point is, like, they literally they had their faces, like, cut off and swapped. It was, it was a whole thing. Oh, my God. It was weird. Anyway, it's like probably hey, she- early 2000s. I was like, who's putting your face on? Like, just be real. You know, that's, you're, you're somebody living with a and, lifelong and chronic condition. At the, right. And, and really it's her, her, her website is sickbiz.com. Yeah. I mean, so you don't want to look like, um, you can't know, look amazing all the time. You're sure. <laughs> like Cheryl T or, or Christy Brinkley on sickbiz.com. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just like, you're not, you won't really inspire people. It's like, well, I'm not going to look like Christy Brinkley. Cause, cause she, you know, so it's, for me, it's like I try to tell people when we're putting our best face forward mm-hmm. that, yeah, even though I have on makeup, 
I don't have a makeup artist here touching me. I do it myself. It takes me less than 10 minutes. Okay. Nice. You got magnetic. I was less. wondering what the timeline was. On, was. <laughs> no, it's like 10 minutes. If it's longer than 10, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Cause, and yeah. I was on another call. So it's like drugstore makeup, put it on. I mean, it's just, I remember reading a book a long time ago and it says, just put on some lipstick. You'll be fine. Okay. Just put on some lipstick. You'll be fine. Just put on some lipstick. You'll be fine. And I, I get the psychology. Cause I mean, I'm a geek about psychology and mindset, right? So I get it. Like some people, like for me, I look forward to throwing on my logoed hat, right? That's that. There's my lipstick. Okay. There's my, and there's my flair. The background too, Cause I like that. Oh logo yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can thank that. That's, that's a fan who made that. So I don't have, I can thank shout out to James of endurance woodcraft. I love man. that. Just, that woodcraft thing. He's you like, Oh, I'm him. making you a sign. I'm like, what? Okay. And you helped him do that. I mean, that was his passion yeah. and now it's a business. Yeah. Right. So again, I didn't plan on doing anything like that. I mean, here's the best part. I, I shouted out Brian Strausser earlier who helped the kid with cerebral palsy. I'm literally working Killer. with my team of people and we're building a branding package, logo for his new business, his home improvements business. Uh, when I'm done here, I'm going to go set up his own custom domain. Uh, well, for now, we're just going to route the website domain. I already bought it for him uh, to his Facebook page because he doesn't have a website yet. Like I'm doing all that. And he calls me earlier and he's like, Dude, I, I, I don't even know what you're doing. I'm like, don't worry about it. Right? <laughs> you're, you're, he's a brand ambassador. He's my first ever brand ambassador for Live the Fuel. He lives and dies by this brand, kind of like James. And I'm like, dude, you're on the inner circle, man. Don't worry about it. I was like, I've got clients that can pay for the upgrades that I'm giving you, meaning I'm not charging you labor and, and what I normally do. You're, you're, you're a brother, man. You're on the inner circle, right? So I'll be more excited knowing that your brand amplifies, can give your family a better way of life, a, a huh. longer standing business. You finally get to tackle and he, cause he's now potentially in the next few months, his company's going to be laying him off. Like I'm like, dude, we need to build the horsepower now because your income can and will change. So if we can get rip the lid off now, right. you're ready. And that yeah. makes me feel good. So there's a little bit of a personal benefit there. I'm like, I'm going to feel good knowing that his brand is, you know, rocking and rolling. So, uh, right. and maybe, maybe you're the kind of the same way. I don't know, man. Do you ever get like that with some of your, some of your clients? She's like, Oh, oh man, yeah. Oh, we're, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to rock this. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, the call I just had before I said, we're going to do a photo shoot. You're going to be on the next cover. Yeah. You're going, we're going to do this. We're going to, I said, your face is going to be everywhere. Yeah. I said, we're, we're going to be everywhere. I said, they're going to know you. I said, because you have a message, you have the heart, you have the ministry. And she's always been so behind the scenes. I said, so we're going to do a behind the scenes photo shoot, video, what you're about, where you come from. I mean, she's not brand new. Yeah. I said, but but you've just always been behind the scenes. I said, so you're going to. She you're talking about like Dr. Andrea or somebody else? No, no, no. Somebody else. Oh, okay. And no, Dr. Andrea, she was another one that was like behind the scenes and she had this whole photo shoot. Well, she's there trying to help people feel better and live healthy yeah. and stuff. And then she's. But we like, were walking down the street and we had cameras going. People were like, was that who was that and they're just like looking at her like why are people why are people taking pictures of her and she's walking down the street it's like see see and we actually went into one one store because we were doing uh styling as well and they said oh my god you're can you be one of our models no one had ever asked her to be a model before oh. in their it, for their store nice and she was and it was like yes i said so see that's what i'm saying and it says it's a different kind of mindset when you feel like you're really putting your best foot forward. It takes a little work to get mm -hmm. there, but it's like, once you do all of this, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We're talking about this. And, you know, I haven't even done some screen sharing yet because I was looking at your words on your site and I want to tie this full circle back to our free Debbie campaign uh, that we're doing on GoFundMe. Right. So 
some words on your site. And ladies and gentlemen who aren't watching this, it's pamperrypr.com, PR for public relations. Uh, but her tagline right here is, I show authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs effective ways to build their brand, shine online, and get media attention. And now granted, I didn't want to bother Debbie with this, but I said, Debbie, you've always been a behind-the-scenes woman your whole life. Uh, helping other people grow their websites and everything else. Like, we got you, okay? We're, we're going to make this happen. I'm like, I was like, listen, what if a few weeks, a few months go by, maybe a year? I don't know how it's going to take her to heal once we get her out of her situation. I was like, what if you become a voice mm. for others? Yeah. Yep. Right? That, like, that. I, I'm saying this. I'm not kidding you. I just got to chill, like, up my spine. When I, like, when, I, when I feel a connection on something, my body reacts. And I was like, what if, like, per your words, what if you could shine a light on this for others? And I know there's already other people out there shining, you know, a light on these situations, but they need more. I mean, domestic violence, domestic abuse, like granted she has no physical yet, but she's got the mental, the verbal, and the emotional. I was like, what if you decide to help other women, even right. just locally, right? That's it. That's it. And the scars, the emotional scars aren't seen. You don't see those. Hmm. But there's so many things that when she starts telling her story that people will probably begin to weep because they are like, okay, that's me too. Right. That, that is my story. And only she can say that and share that. Right. That's, that's, I was telling my husband yesterday, I said, I remember when I left radio and I was in my 30s and I, I was I was an advertising salesperson. I made a lot of money in my 30s. I was like making double my age, right? That was like at the point where I was like, I'm making double my age. I'm doing really, but I said I had an opinion. Never heard it that, that way before. I'm, double my age. I like that. I was making double my age. And I was like, oh, well, that's, I've made it, right? You know, so I'm doing like over 60 because I'm only 30, right? So it's like, oh, I'm doing really cool. And I said, but I had an opinion. I said, I was selling air. I said, I'm selling air, hmm. not just airtime. And it was like, I, I have to do better than this. Okay. I said, this is not helping anyone. Well, how long did it take you to get that epiphany, though? I was That's an important part to pause on. Like, you had an epiphany. Yeah, I had an epiphany. I mean, my whole life, I was always in communications, advertising, marketing. And so I, I really was learning the craft. Yeah. But at that point, you're good at the craft. And you go like, Nemo, like, okay, now what? Hmm. It's like, okay, now what? And... I was like, I don't want to keep doing this another 20 years, five years. I just was like, I got to get out of here. I got to do something that matters. And so I said, what I really like are people who have messages, people who have stories to share, people who have life-changing stories, and people who really are going to make a difference in the world. I said, that's me. So okay. I left radio. I left it. And I started that's working a for a, non a nonprofit, nonprofit with low money. <laughs> Yeah, non I, I, I just launched my nonprofit this past year, so trust me, there's, there's no oh, money there my yet. God. <laughs> and, and I was sending kids to camp. I was sending kids to camp. Like that was from the inner city? or From the inner city, okay. African-American kids to a Christian camp, and we had to raise money. I think it was like $200 a kid. We had to raise money to send these kids to camp. So we were in radio, TV, print. We were just... And I we, had, we were everywhere sending these kids to camp because it was life-changing for them to go to camp for a week, to be out of the environment in the inner city. And I mean, so I left that, I felt so good. I mean, I 
literally when they were on like the front page of one of the newspapers, I felt like I had just had a baby. I was like, this is, this is a feeling I want to always have. Well, of really I, I, making a difference. I love that little segue because I mean, again, my, my, my gig, right. Our show is, you know, we're here to fuel your health, business and lifestyle. And that's what I'm actually hearing because you're actually helping give back to kids. Now, granted, you're not making a lot of money doing it. Uh, no, I mean, no, not, not, no. Nonprofits I, I are hard. <laughs> I would actually went bankrupt. I filed bankruptcy in my 30s. Oh, because I was still living the lifestyle when I was making a lot of money, making, this, making a salad. Yeah. Dude, you so just I dropped the bomb of knowledge right there. Aligning yourself with realistic income goals and lifestyle goals, I, I'm guilty of that. When I was working my way up in the corporate world before I gave it all up and, and went and became a firefighter in public service, like, like okay, making great money, more than my friends coming out of school, living that keeping up with the Joneses thing. I'm with you. I'm vibing. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll just go give it all up. And actually, firefighting helped with that because I was stuck on a mountain somewhere fighting fire, so like I couldn't spend the money. Right, right. But then I come back here, and I start – building my business and, and helping other people. And then I, you know my income has gone up and I have to check myself on a regular basis. I'm almost like, wait a minute, dude, I don't need to spend You're, that. Like, I don't right. need that. Right. You know? No, I was spending it. I was spending it like I was still making it, even though I wasn't. And Oof. then it was like at a certain point, it's like, oh, heck, what, what, what? I'm doing all this good work, but I'm not making the same amount of money I used to make, but I was spending it like, oh, you want to go to LA? You want to go? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's. And I was like, oh, the money ran out. Mm. Oh. Oh, okay. So I had to file bankruptcy, but I th- at that point very humbling. And then I went and I said, you know, I can still do good and make money. So then that's when I became the director of public relations for the Salvation Army. Ah. Salvation Army paid a little bit better than the smaller nonprofit that I was working for. Even though I was still doing good work, it paid a little bit better, and I learned how to live with the lifestyle that I was making. You know, that, that's a good point. There's always been a again, not since you brought it up, a little segue on. Bigger nonprofits. Um, yeah, I, I have created my nonprofit. My nonprofit, if I can reach different parts of the world one day, great. But I've already put it in my bylaws that I will never take a salary. I have my company for that, my business for that. I want to make sure people see that we're doing good with the money. Now, people then look at big organizations. Well, I didn't even think about Salvation Army, but like, you know, Red Cross and all these. They're like, oh my God, they're paying these people six-figure salaries. They're just, you know, you, you try and donate to these places and most of your money's not actually going to help anybody. And I was like, well, let's be real. You're supporting an internationally reaching organization that can help anyone, anywhere, in any country. That's right. Sooner or later... If you get to that scale, you need to hire good people to accomplish those goals and mm-hmm. accomplish the infrastructure and everything else. So mm-hmm. an organization like Salvation Army. I mean, when I was younger, I don't remember them driving trucks to your house to pick stuff up. Like that's a logistical expense right there. But now nowadays they're doing that, at least in my area. I was like, oh, wow, they'll come right out and, and take your right. furniture from you. It's a brand. The red shield is a brand. The red kettle at Christmas time, that's a brand. Part of that is the brand. And so people who were in the marketing department help further that brand and then people give to that brand. So they had a direct mail company that wrote copy to send letters that mail them out, post, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still have to pay. That's mail. print. That's posting. It's, uh, it's posting. It's yeah. not getting all that free. So, you know, there's a direct mail director. And that, I mean, there's a database. I mean, there's 
there's just things. It says it's a nonprofit, but it was actually well run because they had professionals in there that knew those areas of the business. Hmm. Now, I could have probably been a PR director and worked for McDonald's and made twice as much money, but I wouldn't have felt as passionate about the I was going to say, would your heart be behind it? No, no, there's no way. I I wouldn't. I mean, I'm in Detroit, so I I could work for an automotive company, but I don't care about cars. I drive cars, but I don't care about it. Right. It's it's a different, and and no shade on anybody who does work for an automotive company. It's just that that's not my thing. No, I agree with you. You know, back to your branding, right? It's like you got to align yourself and niche yourself in a certain way here and there. And I've had to learn that over the years too, but I always tell people like there's certain brands. I'm like, I, yeah, could I take your, your money and yeah, I could put you on retainer and I'll, I'll run your marketing, but I, I don't really vibe with you and your brand and what you stand for. So, and that's hard. I think a lot of people, that's a great lesson to talk about right now is that you have a decision to make. If you're not going to have a heart behind or a passion behind it, are you really going to feel good about the results that you produce for that partnership, that company, that client, whatever you want to call it? And that's a hard decision to make because, you know, you got you got to pay for the food on the table and the roof over your head and everything else. But I, I truly feel that when companies or organizations or consulting agencies like yourselves, it's like, okay, man, once I figure out my niche and who I really, really like to work with, I think it really is going to help you succeed in the long run. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I have given clients – back to themselves it's like i'm not going to work with you my peace is worth more than that your Mm. money is not that it's it's not going to make or break me i mean i always say you know i'll sell pencils on the street before i will do anything that i just don't agree with it's just like i I just feel like i'm going to be good because I, i i don't compromise my values my heart and that god's going to provide for me because i'm right not because i'm trying to do something just for the money. Okay. Because that's, I just I just always feel like that. And if if worse can't if if worse comes to worse where and and the worst that can happen is what either I'm homeless or I'm dead. Okay. And ne- neither of those have ever happened. Yeah. So I don't I don't fear that. So I just know that I got to keep my heart clear, keep passionate, do what I know is best and 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 when you release something that is not good for you, it makes room for something that is good for you to mm. come. So if you're dealing with someone that's a butthole client, that's an asshole, that whatever, oh, God, whatever, yeah. um, I have no room in my life for assholes. I'm like, come on, your, sorry. Your energy <laughs> is not going to attract good clients yeah. because your 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 energy is all worked up dealing with the crazy clients. So you know, no, I just know that mm, no, I'm not dealing with that. I like the key word you dropped there of release. Yeah. Um, I want to at least bring that up because that was something I. How do I say this? I, I don't really consult or coach my wife on her business, um, but I'll use hers as an example because when we started getting together and I was like, I would always hear her like I'd let her vent about her day and what her and her fellow doctors are dealing with with their vet business. And then I'd always hear about this one pain in the ass client who also is a poor paying client from oh, an yeah. accounts receivable thing. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. I was like, do you, I was like, do you realize that you need to release them is your word, right? And and she's just like, well, I, I, I can't abandon her, their animals. And I said, you're not abandoning their animals. They are. I was like, I, I, I get it. You're, you're a doctor. It's kind of like the, in the human world, we call it the Hippocratic Oath or whatever you want to do. I was like, baby, I get it. But I said, none of you like this woman. She doesn't always pay her bills. And, she, and she's a stalker. She texts you. She calls you. And I was like, 
Why? Energy drainer. Let, exactly. Energy. Your energy, your flow. Your, I was like, do you realize how many other farms you could help? Right. She yeah. can't be her best because she's dealing with the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to. And that's really- a hard decision to make. Now, I'm bringing up animals' lives. I mean, other people don't have to deal with the impact of other lives, I would think. But I, I, I think what you're hinting at here, what I'm hinting at, is that imagine the potential of that energy if you could focus it where you're going to thrive the most. Yes. And then you can help those clients or those relationships thrive along with you. Yes, that's it. And 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 when I'm dealing with people, coaching people, PR-wise, the ones that vibe with me that I really love, care, uh, you know, go to bat for, I'm thinking about them, not just when we're in our coaching call, but continually, like you said, word of mouth mm-hmm. will happen because I really, really love, you know, whether it's Bashtai McKenzie or what, I mean, I just love them yeah versus someone that is like okay you see their phone you see their their number come up on your phone it's oh, like, yeah, you oh, cringe God. and you're like oh ignore or send to voicemail i'm like <laughs> if you're doing that with your clients that's not a good client <laughs> that's not a good sign it's like oh here we go again but we've been there we've yeah. been there yes yes Have you, ever, oh, I gotta you gotta know the difference you gotta know the difference i gotta ask is- that is one of those things. Have, but you ever, I, have you ever set a custom ringtone for that one client? I've never set a custom Because, you know, a lot of smart, I mean, even before smartphones, you could set up ringtones. Right, right. right? Or even more text yeah. alerts. I've done yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't have that person working with me anymore. But I was like, I got Ooh. to the point where I'm like, at one point, I literally did like almost like a doomsday so- sounding, like, but see, <laughs> You know, it's like it's certain certain things in certain decades. So, yeah. like I said, in the '30s, it was like an epiphany for me to really do the good work that I really enjoyed. In the '40s, I was really just really, really finding my niche and really, really saying, "Okay, this is what." Th-. But now I'm heading into my '60s. I don't put up with a whole lot of shit. <laughs> there he is. I don't right? put up with. And matter of fact, sometimes, you know. Uh, people are like, who are you talking to? And my husband's like, who are we talking to? I said, my client. So you're talking to your client like that? <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I do have a very tough, I have some it's clients like, that this, I have to get tough it. with. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. And, and I will, and, and earlier in my career, I probably would mince words or whatever, but it's now it's like, I'm telling to you straight, this yeah. is it. This is raw. This is what I'm going to do. I tell, I said, well, we got to get off of constant contact. Why? I said, because it goes into spam. It's, it's a crap it's, platform. It's a crap platform. You know, we're saying I, that before we started the show today. Yeah. We're fellow supporters of shout out to Aweber. I mean, one yes, of the, one of the yes. cleanest uh, email marketing platforms because they screen your list. They screen what you do. They don't want you on their network if you're a porn site email list or whatever, right? Right. Because right. uh, that will affect – again, we're getting techie, but that affects your you can't, you email can't list. You can't buy list and put it and dump it into Aweber. You know, some no. people are like, I'm going to buy leads and put it in. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You, can't do, you can't do all that. Yeah, like, and they're, they're smart. Like, they know. They know. Like Active Campaign, Infusionsoft is a, but I said MailChimp. I mean, certain ones, but I said constant, can, constant. Yeah. Infusionsoft is very robust and it takes a lot of education to figure it out. Yeah, and I know people you know. using it. Dude, I'm a big, I, you know what? MailChimp and AWeber right there with each other. You know, good yeah. companies, good platforms. It's intuitive. Yeah. It's intuitive. You can, you could, you could work with it, but it's not landing in spam. So that's no. why I just I said, go. Oh, when them. I converted my wife's company over from a, a over to Aweber from constant contact. And Ooh. then, uh, and then Vinny, I can, I moved his personal Probably list. It was like night and day. Dude, the open rates almost doubled. <laughs> Cause they weren't going into spam. Cause, cause they were like him, him, him uh, Vinny and his wife. Like, uh, uh, she's like, 
I don't like it. I'm not used to using it. It's not as smooth or whatever as constant content. I'm like, who cares, yeah. Serena? It's you know, this it. is this is my jam for you. And oh, here's the data. Look at the open rates. Look at the click throughs. Right. That's so, what works. Yeah. That's what works. That is and I said also too, when a long time ago people used to say, Well, I'm gonna do an e blast, right? I'm just e I said, No one likes to be blasted. No. Don't blast wrong word. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to don't be, be blasted in my inbox. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like no yeah. let's tell a story mm -hmm. let's tell a story that's what sells you you, you tell and sell don't don't blast me well, blast we'll, means i'm going to delete you we'll, we'll give a plug to uh the gary vaynerchuk education out there right his one book yeah. is jab 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 right hook and yes, there's validity yes. to that. The point is, is that in your sales process, your communication, your follow-up, your mark, whatever, right? If you're constantly selling or get, trying to get people to buy crap, I will unsubscribe. I will leave your world because I didn't come there for that. But if I mean, let's go back to classic sales, I tell people like, okay, guys, you're not always going to close your deal in three to four follow-ups. It could take seven to 12. So think about that with your email. Are you educating more than you're selling? sharing tips or sharing, like if I had a, a cooking email list, I should be sharing amazing recipes or tips yeah. like for the next five to seven emails. Oh, and then by the way, hey, I'm releasing this new ebook, you know, that has all of what I just gave you in it. Yeah, okay, there cool. you go. So Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really like the main secret is to really just give yeah. and, and people it's, it's a law. It's like a law of reciprocity, you yeah. know? You, well, and so that goes back free. earlier so in the show, free. you with PR and back to the author thing, right? It's like, okay, if you're just writing a book to sell a book and to build authority, okay. But that's not the way you, yes, you obviously, if you become an author, I already know that when I release my book, there's going to some authority going to come with that. Right. Uh, oh, I can now say I'm a published author. Well, to be fair, I'm actually already a published author because I I write for a magazine. So technically, I'm already a published author. So whoopity do. Uh, but okay, now I have a book on Amazon. Now I can push people there. I can tell some that book's going to tell some of the firefighting life lessons learned. I'm not doing it. I'm donating 100% of the proceeds to my nonprofit. So I'm not taking a dollar out of it. If anything, my book is costing me money. <laughs> it's right? right, but yes, eventually. Will it will it lead to hopefully uh, some increased public speaking? You know, I've already, I already do it a little bit, but I already know that obviously once I have a story to tell for, and a book to back it up, I can get booked more as a public speaker. Sure, that's that's one of the that's one of the ingredients. Of yeah. That. So I'm not lying about that. I I, I think you could back this up because you work with people like that. It's like yeah, that will happen. But mm -hmm. again, if that's all the only reason why you're doing, it, I want to become a paid speaker. No, but if I want if I have a message to share. And yes, if I can get on stage and I can inspire and motivate other people to make bigger changes in their lives or learn from the lessons that I've learned and direct people to a better path, whatever. Okay, that excites me more. Granted, mm -hmm. if I get paid on the side, cool, because you should get paid. Your time is money. Uh, in the beginning, I can't tell you how many times I've donated my speaking time. Like I just, I'll go and speak. I have a friend of mine. He's like, hey, Scott, he's like, I've been following you forever. He's a client of a client of a client. And he's like, I need you. He's like, next time you're up in New York, can you come speak to my triathlon group? And I'm like, I'm not a triathlete. He's like, no, 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 no. Just your crazy health fitness junkie stuff. He's like, yeah. He's like, I want you to come in and speak to us. I was like, okay. He's like, I listened to your podcast. I love it. Please come speak. I was like, okay, sure. He's like, what do you charge? I'm like, nah, dude. Like, right now, I don't care. 
like you're you're in my inner circle it's all good <laughs> yeah yeah um but that's, that's the point the yeah, yeah yeah when gary vanichuk first started he was tweeting his little heart out and nobody i mean he <laughs> he was 24 hours a day tweeting this and that and yeah. whatever now he's like a multi-million dollar company i always recommend his book the first book crush it to yeah. people who are just getting it's, it's on the bookshelf and i have it in my audiobook library people don't believe in the power of social media i said okay i want you to read this book by this guy gary banachuk i said because they don't but what's what is twitter what is i don't understand you know especially baby boomers. i don't understand the point of social media i said read this book 88 pages crush it yeah he's now a multimillionaire by using a lot of social media yeah vayner media so, didn't exist back then no 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 his book was 88 pages new york Times bestseller yeah. and now granted it, does does everything that Gary say connect with everybody? No. Okay. No. It no. goes back to no. our, our, our point earlier about attracting your your audience. Yeah. He's got oh, a certain yeah. audience. He has an audience. I mean, he will drop an f bomb in a minute. So. Oh yeah. It's 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 like it's I like one of those it's like it's like one of those things. Like uh, I'm I'm recommending this book to pastors, and they're like, "What?" I yeah, say, "So right. if he could go out." and drop F-bombs and cuss and do all this, and you have a good message, good word, life-changing, talking about Jesus Christ. So don't you think that your words will probably have more power mm -hmm. than than Gary talking about wine and, and F this and F that? Oh, and the, and the New York Jets. He's obsessed with the New York Jets. He, he loves the yeah. New York Jets. That's the whole thing. I, I, was, I was born in Jersey, so but, I, oh, okay. I'm, but I'm a Giants fan, so he, he and I are opposites, but... Uh, that's why, like, I don't. I've, I've never gotten a, a, the the fame thing. Like, I've been around famous people, and I'm like, I don't get all like, oh my god, I don't get it. I yeah. like you're you're just another human being who happened to crush whatever your brand or whatever you did, and you've reached further down the line than me. We're just at a different place on a timeline. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. see you any differently. I just, I, if anything, I'm like, what were some of the mistakes you learned along the way? That's what I ask people that are very there's successful. Some people that are that are fans, or there's yeah. a book by David Meerman Scott is a fanacracy or whatever. But basically, he's talking about just being real. It's that's like, who, how do and you that's why Gary does the f bomb thing because just, people see profanity. Some not everybody, but a lot of people see that as oh, he's just keeping it as real as possible. He doesn't care what comes out of his mouth. Now, granted, do I do that from time to time? Sure. Do I need it to have have it be every third probably, word? Yeah, it's not no. part of your brand. I have more brand. vernacular than just a, every version of an f bomb. <laughs> right, it's not part of your brand. No, but but for him, that is part of his brand, and I and I recommend that because it shocks people. Yeah, it shocks people into like, oh my goodness. So he's really, I see, yeah, he's really he's really doing that. Yeah. and so you need to do what you need to do online because he's doing himself online. And so it works for him, but do what works for you and it will, it will work. Well, it's and, like this show. I don't care if somebody swears on the show. Granted, I've never bought Gary on yet. That would probably break records. Uh, <laughs> but so I make sure, cause I, I just don't want to have to, when I have my podcast team oh, go yeah. on the website and like, Oh, is it explicit? Is it not? Yeah. I'm like, just leave it default explicit. That way I'm covered because I'm not trying to tap to the child market. All right. Everybody listening to my show better be 18 years of age or older because if someone wants to say shit, ass, whatever, I don't care. I mean, as long as it's not every other word out of your mouth and we're actually right. having an intelligent conversation and we're right. passing knowledge on like you and I are doing today, I'm happy. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want it to be like, uh, how's the word? 
where it's it's an online it. an online soup of profanity. Right. <laughs> and and then it's so explicit that it gets blocked out or yeah. it's not shared or it's it's just it becomes like a thing. So yeah. that's that's an occasional it. word here and there throughout a show. Even even modern parents are like okay they're not that worried about their kids ears if they're if they're listening in the car for example right yes, yes, uh, yes. so yeah it's it's okay people you know but I, I agree I agree we're in the world of like my daughter fans on different people like she likes these reality shows she likes the Kardashians and all that kind of stuff so they're she's fanning and I'd never working in PR I remember working with. Um, you know, some celebrities or whatever, and I never fanned over them. Mm. And I guess as a PR person, you can't. But I will see my younger PR colleagues, they do fan over their clients. Yeah. You know, like they're on the red carpet with them or whatever. And it's like, can we take a picture together? I'm like, you're the publicist. You don't take pictures with the, what, what? You know, but that's the, that's they're the hitching to the, They're hitching to that person's brand. They're hitching up. That, that's yeah. it, because we're in the air of personal yeah. brand. So, yeah. so remind you, 20 years ago, there was no personal branding really per se. So a publicist didn't have a personal brand, but now yeah. a publicist is like, oh, I'm going to have a, you know, yeah. so it's different, but. Yeah. Like it, it was a big step. I mean, I don't even care. I don't even have a big of a following on Instagram for my personal, but I literally have, it's at live the fuel and everything. And then there's actually an at Scott W. Mulvaney on Instagram. And I am always sharing like my travel food or like mm -hmm. my, like my workouts, whatever, because it's just a place for me to stick all that stuff too. I, I mean, it occasionally cycles into live the fuel because it's part of my lifestyle and I am a bit of a lifestyle brand, but it's like, I just, you're not going to get drowned with pictures of food on live the fuel, <laughs> but right. it's like, I just wanted, I just did it for fun. I wanted to see how each profile performs differently. It was really more of my own N1 experiment, but yeah, yeah. nowadays there is a personal brand. So right. Uh, right. I have more reaction to posts on my on personal first, Facebook first feed, time. then my Live the Fuel Facebook feed. Because right. also, because Facebook became a pay-to-play platform too. Oh so, yeah. It's like, yeah. you are not, we, we're not trying to make you rich, so you gotta pay to play. Yeah. Facebook. I had a friend that tell me, he says, I always like your posts on Facebook. You'd never like mine. I said, dude, I don't see it. Right. What do you mean you don't see it? I said, you gotta either tag me or you gotta pay to play. What do you mean? I said, just because you're my friend does not mean I'm going to see every single post. Especially if you have a lot of friends, because I conference, I visit, people friend me all the time. So I lost track. I, I know sooner or later I'm going to get that that alert from Facebook saying, oh, you've hit the 5,000 limit. Yeah, you know? I've, hit the limit. I've hit the 5,000 limit, so you got to yeah. go in. And I think I have like 47, 4,800 friends, so I'm almost there. Because I don't accept everybody. I'm like, dude, I don't even know you. I've never even met you. I'm not accepting your friendship. You can go like my Scott Mulvaney speaker page. That's my name. Follow you. They can follow you too. But, yeah, yeah. but, but so. I had to explain the algorithms on Facebook that Facebook only allows so many people in your feed for you to see the and news feed. Their, their news pay. feed algorithm is about generating income. So yes. if you're not paying to play, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll cycle in somewhere, but yeah, there's no guarantee. So yes. yeah, if you only have a hundred friends and you've only liked 50 pages of, of content or 50 brands. Yeah. Your newsfeed is actually going to be pretty clean and you'll probably see everything. Right. Yeah. Right. Like my mom and dad, they don't have a ton of, they're on Facebook. They're my dad. My mom goes on for my dad because he doesn't, okay. he doesn't embrace technology. Um, <laughs> he's got a smartphone and he doesn't know how to use any of the smart stuff. He just picks it up and makes phone calls. I'm like, okay. then why did you get a smartphone? <laughs> but that's all they were selling at Walmart. Who but knows? I guarantee you, if, if my mom loads it in front of him and he goes to look at his newsfeed, he'll probably see everything from his old high school friends because he doesn't have a lot of stuff. So right. it's a cleaner right. feed. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had to tell him. I said, "So tag me." So now they're tagging me. He's tagging me, and I and I see them. I don't add him to the timeline, hmm. but I do see it because he's tagged me, and I go over and like it now. I said, "So now we're, we're good." But I don't like people that just tag me and just. Oh, dude, stuff. don't! I was gonna, I was gonna go there because there's this one guy. He's been on the show. I've been on his other show. Every don't. single post. He tags all of the influencers and podcasters. He's, I'm like, dude, that's not. That's I'm fake. not a part of that post. I have nothing to do with that comment, that site you're sharing. You're just tagging all of us. I was that's like, spam. so I have to go in there and then hit untag because I don't want to spam him. I don't want to block him because he's still a friend and a colleague. But I'm like, dude, stop don't tagging me. That. Yeah, don't do that. I, I have to. Tell, I did have to unblock somebody because they were just really just tagging me on everything yeah. i was like you know what I, I just don't have time so yeah. they're, they're still trying to figure like well why can't i tag her well i i blocked you, you, you and just, some people probably listening to this and watching this and they're like dude why are they talking about this tag and so i'm like sorry guys this is the modern era okay we i've already been to conferences and we've already been discussing how websites will actually be a thing of the past it's already in that route there's more money and more content being generated through social media platforms than traditional websites, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You got the puppy back? I remember, yep. I remember the pup yep. from last time. Yeah, there you go. Hey. What's it's up? Okay. Yeah. And for, and for the listeners, like they don't know, there's a cute little white puppy on her lap. Uh, what, what, what kind of species, <laughs> what kind of breed is it again? Maltese. Maltese, yeah. So yeah. I'm not good. My, my wife could probably pick that out in a heartbeat. So yeah. I have no clue. With the, with the mohawk. He has a mo- mohawk too. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You do have the mohawk. Yes. Yeah. There it is. So, listen, I know we're coming to the end of the show, and we talked a little bit about, obviously, well, a lot about the power of public speaking, getting your brand out there, promoting books. And obviously, I hinted in your bio earlier. I'm going to do a quick share because I really wanted to make you shine. Uh, but obviously, you you did create Speakers Magazine, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's your other baby. Yes, that um, is my baby. And I really created that because you see all of the, the faces on there are African-American faces because sure. there's a lot of speaker magazines, but they weren't a lot of African-American faces on them. Uh-huh. And, and, and it was like, okay, we, we're out here, we're speaking too. And so I really said, you know what, if they're not going to really feature us, then, then I've got to feature us. Yeah. And that's really what, what, what the whole thing is. And, it, and then it became like a flood. We partnered with a black speakers network um, and people are really, you know, there's a queen. I, I, I did a, a, a thing with the, um, Aretha Franklin. I was going to uh, say, the queen next door. Yeah. 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 I uh, met Linda Solomon the other day. So um, doing the Kelly Wright show. But it was just like it, it was time for us to really see ourselves doing yeah. that. And so that was really like the main reason why. And not, to, not that we, you know, like we want to segregate ourselves, but it just wants to give shine to all the African-American speakers that are doing it. Well, and to your point, it's not, you're not segregating yourselves. You are niching or niching, whatever you prefer, right? You're niching your audience and who you're trying to get out to. Mm-hmm. So again, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this, it's speakersmagazine.net. Again, all this stuff will be linked on in the show notes and on livethefuel.com. But I just want to give some some spotlight to that because that's not easy. Like I I, I write for uh, a network magazine. It's called Network Magazine here locally, and they uh, I use that really to help put in the reps to get me to grow enough confidence to start writing the book. Uh, and ah, okay. and I was like, okay, you know, because in that magazine, it's usually. Uh, lawyers, uh, real estate people, sales and marketing professionals, which I am, but every article I've ever written for them is around health and fitness and, and lifestyle. So I'm I'm actually their lifestyle author. Um, oh, okay. You know, I've taken the past couple of issues off, so I can. I told them like, dude, 
I was never a guaranteed regular. You guys kept trying to make me regular, but I, I need to get my book done because I need to give back with that. Your magazine doesn't help me give back. Actually, it gives me nothing. I don't get anything out of writing for the magazine. I've never gotten a phone call or a client or anything. I just use it as a place to share words. So, yeah. um, yeah. but anyway, the, the point is, is you, you created a niche and you wanted to bring to the spotlight and help shine, mm-hmm. as you said, fellow African-American uh, people who have influence and have, yeah. have powerful words to share. I love it. And they do events. They do events. And so a lot of times it's about getting people in the seats. Mm-hmm. And so they can tell their story through the magazine to get people to their events. Again, so it all, see, again, that's where, if they're going to speak anyway, write, write your words down. Get, get, this is marketing. This is PR. It, it's all intertwined. And I think a lot of people, sooner or later, if you've got, if you've got powerful words to share or a message to share, you got to get confident and say, you know what? It's time to put a spotlight on yourself. Yes. And sometimes if you can't do it yourself, that's why people like you and me and other people exist, right? It's like, okay, well, then fine. Find people that can help you grow your influence. Right. Uh, and Because I think every single one of us has a message to share and a legacy to establish. It just depends on where you're at in your timeline. And mm-hmm. eventually that'll click and you'll find a way to get it out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Even there's a, a, a friend of mine, she's a photographer. And for the longest, she was always behind the camera, you know, taking pictures of famous people from Nelson Mandela to Rosa Parks. What I mean, but now she's speaking. There you go. And and it took a, and I want to say she was probably a photographer for 25 years or so, Mm -hmm. but now she's finally speaking. So everybody has a different timeline of when they're going to embrace their shine and Mm -hmm. actually speak and do platform speaking or a book or whatever. But it is, it took her 20 years or so. She didn't know what, she was going to voice. Right. Um, like what, I mean, good. since we're talking about her, I mean, so is, is it her, what she's learned from being a professional photographer type of uh, thing? Or I mean, what, what is her main part of her platform? Yeah, now her main part of the thing is just really believing in yourself oh, so and having wow. the faith and living the dream. Okay. So, so this was a, a person who at a certain point in time born in the city of Detroit, who would have thought that this little girl would succeed at the top of her game in photography as a photojournalist traveling all across the world, taking pictures of celebrities yeah. and people are like, Oh, you have such a dream life. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, it's like, Oh, this was, I guess this was intentional. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how I did that. Yeah. And she always followed her heart. So now it's really, so she's inspiring others now. She's inspiring others. That's a and great she, legacy. And it's, and it's always been in the photographer world where she would go, she would always be like one of the few women mm-hmm. that would be there, you know, just trying to get that shot or whatever. And some of her things like were like, critical pieces of um history yeah and 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 that's just part of part of her legacy now it's just like wow i didn't re- she was just doing it at the time didn't realize the impact it was making then she looked back at her body of work it's like oh wow okay that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. so yes yeah. yeah, so now she's now she's got a radio show she's in podcast and she's speaking <laughs> she got in toastmasters she's I mean, ripping you know, the lid off man i love it she's ripping the lid off of it now so yeah. Shout out to Monica. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Monica. All right. Well, uh, well, since we just shouted her out, uh, it's time to help you give a final shout out for some final words. I hinted at it earlier in the show, right? Like, why are we doing all this? We brought up the word legacy. Uh, for the first, like, three years of the show, I was always saying, hey, what are some all-encompassing final words you want to leave behind? But nowadays, I'm saying, because of my own epiphany, I'm like, you know, what is 
why are we doing all this? Like, what is what is maybe your legacy message you want to leave behind for the listeners in case they forgot all the wonderful, lo- lovely stuff we just talked about today? <laughs> yeah, and, and I always tell people those that show up, go up. Meaning, like, just show up in your life, show up at places when you're invited to different things to show up and then bring your A game, bring your best self, show up to go up. And don't just be in life where it's, I'm just participating, but really be intentional about um, where you're going and and who you're meeting. Like, like if you genuinely like, like I genuinely like Scott, you know, making sure that you make those personal connections, social media and all this technology and stuff makes it real easy for people to hide. But if you're really real with people, let people know that you like them, that you appreciate them, that that you promote them, you share with them. And it, it, it just works. I mean, who knows? We may go through the airport one day and we run into each other and say, hey, Scott, you know, whatever. Or we're at the same conference. Yep. I mean, like you said, like the person, Debbie, you're working with, to, with her GoFundMe account, you've never met physically her met physically. Her. No, right. No. But you're, you still feel that connection yeah. because you're authentic through what you're doing. Yeah. And that's the thing. And there's, I don't think there's a bigger joy to know that what you're doing, if you're being authentic, I mean, I, I can't imagine someone doing something that they hate every day, not really enjoying it, feeling like they've got to uh, rehearse their words or, I mean, I just, I just can't think of a worse thing to actually be. Yeah. So my legacy is just really to help people share their message, shine their light, give the world their best self and make a difference. And, and, and I always mentor people who um, feel like I don't know how to do that or I don't know how to write or I can't do this I just I can help you I can coach you this is what you need to do and then once they get it once they actually get it and they start running with it and they're doing it, I feel like a proud mom it's like they got it look at them they're doing it and I don't know how many authors and things like that I've so how many clients have you had I don't know two or three hundred I don't know over the years but I know they're like my children. It's like, well, who's your favorite? No, nah, they're all my favorite. They're different. They're like my kids. So it's like, I don't know. They they all got it differently, but they I love them all. Yeah. And, and I can see them making a difference. I mean, when you know that you have a client that really gets it, it's like when you see that client helping someone use their gift that you help them release, right? Yeah. You help them release their gift and now they're, helping other people release their gift like the guy with the um that did your logo on the back yeah that that thing it's like he did it for you and now he has a business yeah doing those types and of now things. I, I name drop them all the time if anybody ever asks about that i'm always like yeah yeah james endurance one crap all right so it's like it's free marketing free word of mouth because i'm proud of what he's done i love him as an artist and and you know, again, it's, you don't know where it could go in life. That's the beauty. And, of this you, stuff. and you see things in people. Yeah. So you saw that in him. It's like, dude, this is, this is a business. This is what you should do. Yeah. And so I'm like that with other people. It's like, I see your it factor. This is what you need to do. This is your it. Hmm. What do you mean? That's my it. That's your it factor. You have it. Do this. And it's like, oh, that's it. I say, yeah, that's your it factor. <laughs> that, that's what you do. I love and it. And you build on that. You I know? love it. I love the words. Uh, listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the, off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I really have nothing else to say. That's rare, according to my wife. Uh, so make sure you go check her out at pamperrypr.com. Again, all the stuff we linked in the show notes, uh, thespeakersmagazine.net. Um, again, I love a couple of things that just stood out to me, right? The Being able to help other people shine, okay? 
these books, these everything is going to be linked in her show notes. But again, she's helping authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, everything else out there. But I love the whole, you got to eventually find something that inspires you enough to show up so you can go up in life. And it's okay if you don't know yet. Just start working at it because none of us reach where we're at today without putting in the time, putting in the effort, making mistakes. I say this all the time on other shows now. We're just all at a different place on the timeline. And then eventually we reach a point where you need to reach out, get help, get support, start building that inner circle of influencers and connectors. They're going to help you level up your game. And Pam is definitely one of those people out there. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. Pam helped us do that today. Remember, you too can live the fuel. And I'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.